Hi, 610, this is show number 1,488. November 18th, 351 days till Election Day next year. At 610, uh, we'll get to the top six at six in just a moment. Round the horn for your weekend. Steve, how was your weekend? Delightful, I hope? Uh, it was delightful. That's a good word to use, yes. Excellent. Any highlights you'd like to share with the class? Uh, no. All right, Mary. Oh, it was great. I had a craft fair on Saturday. It was fun. Why didn't you invite me? You know how I like to go to the craft fairs. You wouldn't have showed up. And you probably wouldn't have bought anything. Oh, I would have bought stuff. Yeah. And then I would have given it to you and said, I don't need this. (laughs) Right. What are you you crafting? I'm crafting scarves and baby blankets and uh, tote bags for walkers. Very nice. Old people walkers. You um, still calling bingo at the old folks' home? I sure am. What night is bingo night? That would be a Saturday uh, at 11 a.m. Oh, so, well, that's that's night for some of the folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that only for the old folks, or can young folks go to that as well? Well, sometimes they bring their, their uh, grandchildren show up once in a while, or their kids, and play with them. It's fun. I got a great old folks home John DeCoste story. It's quick. John DeCoste goes to, uh, moves to, I, I think it was like St. Charles at that point. Uh-huh. And he goes into uh, this place um, because he had driven by it many times, and he thought, man, that looks like a great place for breakfast. So you see where this is going? So he goes and he sits down. The cafeteria is super empty, and people are looking at him kind of funny. And he's waiting to be given a menu, and about 10 minutes later, somebody comes over and goes, sir, are you, are you waiting for someone? He said, well, I just wanted to order. He said, sir, this is an old folks' home. Uh, this isn't a restaurant. He thought he had walked into a restaurant. He had walked into an old folks' home that once was a restaurant that was no longer a restaurant anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Could have made an early reservation, I suppose. Um, All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time at the craft fair. It was fun. Because Sarah's here this morning for Vivian. Woo! Yeah, we like her, Sarah. She's great. Uh, Super Joe, uh, how'd you do this weekend? Everything all right? Yeah, it was great. I went to an old folks' home that used to be a restaurant. It was pretty good. Oh, you did? (laughs) And they served you. Hope you saw John. (laughs) Uh, how about you, Dave? All right? Uh, busy, but good. Yeah, same here. Very busy. Yeah, what'd you do, Steve? Stressful, busy. I, I went to see a movie, and I went to the Hawks game last What night. movie did oh, you guys see? The Good Liar. Oh, and? It's great. Is Helen that the Mirren, one Helen Mirren? Yeah, oh, okay. Helen Mirren and uh, Sir Ian McKillen. Uh, that dude does more with his face than the rest of us do all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great face actor. Well, she's been doing a great job in uh, Catherine on HBO. She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's phenomenal. So was it fun to see her not in a royalty aspect? Um, I'll, I'll, I'd watch Helen Mirren do anything. Yeah, she's a she, and gets, that's why she has the restraining order. Again, she right? embodies perfectly aging. Like she is as one sexy lady. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and I mean, funny, brilliant actress too. Funny, intelligent. Um, uh, playful, yeah. flirty, but I mean, filthy she, mouth. She looks her age, but she's still like she doesn't have to getting it done. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. have to over sexualize herself. She's just naturally gorgeous. You notice I didn't talk to G about her weekend. She had a very stressful weekend. We'll take that up at some point during the show. She's fine. It was festive because remember I had that tree lighting, but it was also enlightening because yeah. I spent a lot of money and stressful. Are you okay this morning, G? 
Um, why? Well, you look like you're huddled under some, like <laughs> a, a homeless, coat on, a, hat. a homeless blanket, yeah, and you have like a hat on. Why'd you kind of look like she's a dressed, hobo She's dressed for a quick exit. Do you need some mittens? I, no, I just, you know, I'm. Yeah. It's cold. Oh yeah, yeah. Feeling, I need to be. Oh, she's nurtured, getting sick. It all goes know? for the weekend. We'll tell you. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the top six of six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables we'll be talking about today. Well, a lot of people, pretty much everybody, talking about sports day, are going to be talking about the Bears. You know you ought to be talking about the Hawks. I was there last night at the uh, Madhouse when uh, Kirby Doc's mom dropped him off for the game. And uh, he went out <laughs> and he scored two goals. Uh, he had uh, several opportunities to get the hat trick. The guys at the end were trying to get him the hat trick. Hawks won 4-1, to as Dave told you. But the kid looks great. He has five goals. He's outscored Jonathan Taves so far this season. Taves had a goal last night as well. Mm-hmm. And he just looks great. Now, he's 18 years old. Um, we were a little concerned last night because uh, he's got a bedtime. He's got to be in by uh, you know, 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, the game uh, you know, didn't get out that early. But uh, I just couldn't be more happy for the kid. What did his mom say when she dropped him off? Um, honey, good luck. Uh, play hard. Don't get hurt. Don't forget your lunch. And don't forget to thank the referees. <laughs> right. Those are the I ones in the stripes, you. right? <laughs> just just a quick right. note about Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he got his fourth and fifth goals, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's the fourth Blackhawks 18-year-old in history to have a point streak of four games or more. The others uh, include Bobby Hull and Eddie Olchek. And uh, let's see, uh, Pat, I think Patrick Kane also. Eduardo? So, yeah, Irving um, Kane had a multi-goal game like okay. that at 18. So that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good company. Yeah, and, uh, and and Kirby is a nice kid. He's been in on the show a couple of times, and uh, we like him. So congratulations. You should be talking about the Hawks, but I know you won't be because you'll be talking about the Bears because you're going to be walking around Chicago today, scratching your head going, what am I watching? What happened? Wow. This is a team that was 3-1 and one once after a disappointing opening game loss. You mm-hmm. thought they could run the table and go 15-1. and one. Yeah, they were 3-1 and one last year. They barely look like an NFL team right now. And, uh, again, an update on uh, the mystery of the hip. Because uh, suddenly, and, and nobody was more confused than Al Michaels and, and Chris Collinsworth, right. when uh, suddenly uh, Chase Daniels was in the game and Mitch Hipbisky, uh was on the uh, sidelines uh, looking sad. And, and he had that prolonged conversation with Nagy where Nagy was like whispering to him. He made like a little plastic helmet for the two of them with yes, his with play his, calling with sheet. His, like wrapped sheet, it around their yeah. heads and they went cheek to cheek and he's talking mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Because uh, he wanted his lips red. Because uh, certainly we wouldn't, wouldn't want any of that strategy we to get out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Trubisky then is out of the game and uh, then afterwards this cockamamie story about a, a hip injury. Well, well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It may be Probably completely real. true. Right. It, it just there appears to be some sort of difference of opinion on when it happened. Mm-hmm. Trubisky said it happened late in the first half, and that was affecting his passing in the second half, and the pain got worse. But Nagy, what was affecting his passing in the first half? That's another d- different question. Okay, it's just yeah. very confusing because a couple of months ago, all of these sports experts that you had uh-huh. on your show uh-huh. uh, kept saying this is a Super Bowl team. This could be a Super Bowl team. All you too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's we all why, bought into yeah. it, G. Yeah. We all bought into it. I guess that's the eternal hope, right? So glad I passed out in the third quarter. <laughs> so, well, you know, I don't drink, but you wish but, you did. Well, last night I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> I come off the high of the Hawks win. I just got home in time for the fourth uh, quarter, and I'm watching the fourth quarter and going, oh, big deal. The Rams look terrible. I'll catch them. Defense is playing great. I, it's just it, it's inexplicable. I actually am frightened to put Hamp on the air today. Yeah, I think that's I would be too. justified. So, uh, the uh, Dan Hamp will join us just after seven o'clock. By the way, next, uh, Kanye West told Pastor Joel Osteen, "The devil's been distracting me for a long time." Well, all of us at one time or another. Hey, it's Satan. Can I come in? No, no. You just got to you got to keep the uh, the devil out. Not today, Satan. Not today. West spoke in a packed crowd of about 16,000 people at Osteen's Houston Megachurch on Sunday. Why am I telling you all this? Well, because the quote that comes up at the end is, uh, well, it's quite something. He added, Jesus, this is Kanye talking now, Jesus has won the victory. I told you about my arrogance and cockiness already. So in other words, he's over the arrogance and cockiness. And then he followed that statement with, now the greatest artist that God has ever created is working with him. Thank you, Kanye. Next. Many millennials made their first mobile phone calls on a Motorola Razor. I had a Motorola Razor. I did, too. A red one. Chicago's own Motorola. You know, that's where the uh, cell phone was invented. So for those of you who are upset about the fact that you do everything on the phone, you can't put your phone down, people can't put their phones down. Problem started here. It was hard to text on that thing. You'd have to be like five 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 four 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 two 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 one one. The, was there texting? <laughs> Zero. Yeah. I don't even remember texting <laughs> on that thing. So anyway, the billion dollar telecom has decided to cash in on uh, nostalgia and reinvent the razor as a brand new Android smart flip phone. So first off, you got to love the Android so much or the uh, flip phone so much you want to go back to it. And I know Samsung's got this foldable phone, which is like a sideways version of a flip phone uh, that everybody seems to be excited about. But the flip phone, I think we've moved on. But maybe you haven't. I have uh, good news and bad news. Good news is it's coming back. The bad news is it's going to cost you 1500 bucks. Whoa. I think I can dig mine up somewhere. $1,500. Next. I don't think we have moved on, though. The, the reason the Razor was so great was because of the emphatic hang-up. See, smartphones oh, are great. Oh, you could snap but, it shut. But now, now you have no emphatic hang-up. Like, when I want to hang up you gotta on, push on button. G, I have to... <gasps> no, he just throws the phone when he yeah, wants I to hang to, up like, on me. I try and push a button, and it's like, ah, I missed. Ugh. Yeah, you it's know, not... There's, it's no, there's no slam shot Not a good anymore. breakup phone. Yeah, mm. I get it. I felt like an idiot, because I spent the first six months of the phone trying to shave my face with it as well, because, you know, that was a whole deal. Gonna mm-hmm. look like a razor. I feel like Sarah's hip. I could see her with this new flip phone. She's into this. Yeah, Sarah's smart enough not to spend 1500 bucks no, on a stupid phone. she's into the new... She's hip. She's cool. She's into the new stuff. The old stuff that's now new again. Next! Democratic House speaker, uh, speaker or speaker Nancy Pelosi invited Donald Trump to testify in front of investigators as uh, the impeachment hearings go into week two. Um, Admiral Vidman and uh, Gordon Sumlin will uh, speak about their direct knowledge of what they say happened uh, this week as well. Meanwhile, a mysterious speaking of hips, a mysterious visit to Walter Reed Medical Center by Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump showed up on Saturday at Walter Reed, and uh, the White House said, "No, it's just routine." Uh, but all your best medical minds are saying, no, 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 no. First off, the president doesn't go anywhere without there being uh, a lot of falderol and hoo-ha. And by the way, if you don't know what falderol and hoo-ha are, look them up. And uh, the hospital didn't treat it that way. It almost appeared to be some sort of quiet visit. So there was concern about the president's health. Um, the president says he's fine and was actually visiting other people as well. So it's a whole thing. Uh, nothing's ever easy. Next. <laughs> A Cook County judge denied bail for a Morton College student accused of having a large cache of assault-style weapons, handguns, and ammunition inside his vehicle parked at the Suburban College on the same day 
last week that a teenager went on a shooting rampage at a high school in California. Meanwhile, if you're listening to the news, uh, you heard him talking about and We'll talk about this all day as well. Bears-Rams watch party last night in California. And uh, gunmen or multiple gunmen slipped through the side of the yard, opened fire. And Steve, how many did they kill? Was it three or four? Uh, the California, I think, yeah. um, let me double check my notes here, uh, four fatally. Right. Yeah. And obviously many injuries, and uh, we have no idea why. The authorities say they believe it was a targeted assault. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's inexplicable. And the gun nonsense continues, and of course, every weekend, multiple shootings on the west side of Chicago, gang on gang. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's my summation. And finally, some good news. Temperatures are expected to rise in the upcoming work week, according to National Weather Service meteorologists, to a high on Thursday. Wait to hear this. You ready? You're not ready for this. I'm ready. Thursday, which will be November 21st? Mm-hmm. Yes. The high temperature will be 94 degrees, Steve. Is that right? What? 94? 94. Yes. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, what did you hear? 57. 57. <gasps> Hallelujah. Hey, fall is back. 57. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting like fall the next generation. Yeah. Uh, I got a call off. Um, be sick on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, you do. I'm letting you. You're know. feeling like a maybe a throat. <laughs> but, I am uh, off on Friday. Don't, but, don't get too excited because it's going to be back in the 30s on Friday. Oh, but that'll be fine. I mean, 30 yesterday felt tropical. So anyway, that's everything I need to tell you at this point. I'll come back with other things I need to say, but not right now. That's your top six. That's all today for the top six at six. Come on. Dr. Kevin Most is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. He's on the road this morning. Uh, where are you, live in Denver? I am live in Denver, yes. Beautiful city. It is a beautiful city. The weather is perfect here. So Let me tell you what a good kid Dr. Most is. So I had to drop something off at his house this weekend, G. Mm-hmm. So I go by his house, and he was just leaving. He's dressed very nicely. Um, he had washed his hair. And brushed his teeth. Oh, And good. he was on his way to pick up his mom and take her to dinner, uh, church and dinner. Oh. is he a good so boy? That's a, the really good boy part. Yeah. I was saying, though, the showering and brushing your teeth and that sort of thing is usually... Tied his own shoes. Yeah, you know, that's kind of normal. That's normal for a grown man to do. I told you, Not give her a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a secret Neanderthal after all, doctor. This is why you've always been the favorite. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope you uh, and your mom had a good time. She's a great lady. We had a great night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good. All right, so, uh, Doc, uh, here's the situation. It isn't what it was once before. You don't just pick up a phone call to make an appointment at a doctor's now. You do what uh, you would expect to do. You go to CVS and you wait to go behind the counter. Uh, is this an eruption of the traditional model? Is this going to get bigger and bigger? Yeah, this is definitely going to get bigger and bigger. You know, healthcare is a... trillion business. And if you think about how it's been historically, right, it's very siloed, it's very fragmented. It's not surprising that these companies are jumping in to say, you know what, you guys have done this so poorly, we'll say, that we think we can do it a lot better and save a whole bunch of money and give you a better product. So you're going to start to see more and more unusual companies get into healthcare. Um, This is good and bad, right? 
yeah, you know, it, it's good. Uh, you know, I always think any type of competition is good. It's going to make health systems start to look at other innovative ways to treat patients and to make sure that patients have not only great quality care, but uh, a great experience as well. That's what they deserve. With healthcare premiums going up, you know, double digits every year, we really haven't delivered any better product. You would think that for most industries, we should be able to do things, you know, with lower cost um, as we move on. And for healthcare, it seems to be just the opposite. So uh, you obviously want to avoid the fly-by-night operations that will pop up here and there. But at what point do the big hospitals like Northwestern say, we've got to partner with this to streamline it and quality control it and all that, or is that not likely? No, I, I think it is. I think you're going to see um, you'll see some opportunities, I think, to partner with some of these big companies now. I mean, when you look at someone like Amazon, who's going to come in and totally disrupt this, uh, you're going to see healthcare systems saying, how can we partner with you guys, Amazon? Um, and then you have people like Google, who is going to just collect so much information and so much data that they're going to, we're going to partner with them as well, saying, share, us, share with us some of your AI so that we can figure out what to do better as well. These groups can get large groups of doctors, like Alibaba has done in China, but uh, it's going to take a little while unless they partner with the big healthcare systems. So what do you see as the overwhelming positive of going this route? Well, gee, the, probably the positive is access. You know, if you were to call today for many doctors, yeah, they can't get you that in. Not waiting that long, right? Correct. So they can't get you in until next Tuesday. So now you're like, well, now I have to take a day off of work um, to go see my doctor for 15 minutes, but it took me an entire day off of work. So I think you're going to see technology you know, Amazon, what they're doing with telemedicine and their employees, I think you're going to see more and more convenience to the patient at unusual hours to make it um, better for everybody. We'll come back more on this and other health-related issues with uh, Mother Most Favorite Son, uh, Kevin Most, live from Denver. Stand by, Doc. Dr. Kevin Most, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Before we get back to talking about change in the world of medicine, 262, uh, text or Doc. Had a flu shot two weeks ago. Pharmacist said, wait a few minutes and if, you, if there's a dizziness feeling. Felt fine, but ever since, on and off, I've had lightheadedness. Any relation, or should I see a doctor about something else going on? Yeah, it probably is not related to the flu shot at all, so you probably should see a doctor for, you know, because lightheadedness can be many things. It can be low blood sugar. It can be low blood pressure. And there's a lot of things that can cause it. So, yeah, definitely I would feel it's not the flu shot, I would say. Yep. All right, so we're talking, and by the way, 312-981-7200, got a quick text question. We might be able to get uh, uh, time to put it in here. All right, so, Doc, a, a bunch of uh, offshoots obviously come from this new way of doing medicine, um, one of which is who's going to provide the care. I assume this is a major growth area for nurse practitioners and physicians' assistants? Yeah, it is. And you saw that happen with CVS and with Walgreens when they put their minute clinics in and their walk-in take-care clinics. Um, now you're going to start to see a little bit of a change here where they're actually going to have doctors that they hire to run practices, in some cases right in the store with uh, CVS, but Walgreens is going to put them right next to it. And the big thing here is two big things. One, they will, I hate to use the word control, but they will employ the doctor, I'll say, but they've also partnered with insurance companies. So CVS is partnered with Aetna, Walgreens is partnered with Humana. And CVS, and I, I would assume Walgreens, it must be pretty close, 80% of the people in the United States live within 10 miles of a CVS. So you can see now how mobile and trans, uh, transportable 
healthcare will be now is they'll be able to go to any CVS because the medical records will all be shared. There's a law in Chicago. Walgreens has to be within 15 feet of you at all times. <laughs> a Starbucks, too. <laughs> you know? right. all be together. Yeah. Um, so, Doc, yeah. this might be a little bit too in the weeds, but um, it seems like when I talk to my friends that are doctors and, and folks that are also patients, it's like the hardest part is dealing with insurance and claims and filing them. Will all of these clinics maybe have a, an easier way of doing this to make it more efficient and working with them? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. That's one thing that they definitely look at is the frustration that doctors and patients have with this. So two things happen there. One is you see the insurance companies start to partner with them saying, you know what, there won't be any more claims. And then you also have people like Amazon that's going to say, we are going to control the claims. We are going to control everything. And if you want to do business with us, you're going to do it our way. And when you have the backing of, you know, uh, Chase Bank, Berkshire Hathaway, and Amazon, who founded that company called Haven, they know that they can squeeze that uh, insurance side of it to make it much more easy for patients as well as less expensive. There's a cost savings for these major companies to do this, but I'm, I'm confused about the Jenny Craig piece of this. What is that? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Jenny Craig, um, really, they just kind of had stores every so often, or they did a lot more online. Mm -hmm. Jenny Craig has partnered with Walgreens to say, hey, you have space in your businesses, in your in your freestanding businesses right now that are not revenue producing. Let me come in there. And so they're putting Jenny Craig clinics actually in 20 states inside the Walgreens. So the play there is to get any traffic into Walgreens for any prescriptions and anything else. And Jenny Craig now links it with a healthcare. More, this isn't just weight loss. This is about your overall health. So probably a good partnership. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I was talking to a friend of mine. She's a big shot with Optum Partners. And um, what they do is they try to cut administrative costs and raise revenue so docs can do what you do, and that's focus on patients. And they do the people technology and the health systems, and they deal with denials, insurance denials and documentation so people don't lose their minds you know, filing claims, what you're talking about, basically. Yeah, Optum is a, I mean, I hate to say it's a great company, but it is a great company. I don't like to promote any company outright, but, um, but what you said there is absolutely right. Doctors are great at taking care of patients and delivering care to patients. What Optum says is the insurance company wants you to write all these things down. Doctors take care of patients. Optum takes care of that middle portion and will coach doctors as far as, hey, you forgot to put this in, or can you get a little bit more specific on what type of pneumonia this is? Don't just put regular pneumonia. So um, that middleman company right now is a great play, and denials is probably the biggest frustrating thing we had. We had a patient at CDH last week who needed an eight-year-old girl who needed a specific medication and was denied five times, even though the doctor gave them the right uh, uh, information in the studies. So healthcare systems right now, we just went and did it. We just ate it because it was the right thing to do. But it's unfortunate that these insurance companies have that power. Uh, when the biggest companies in the world get involved, uh, there should seem to be a way to help bring down costs, or is it going to go in the other direction? I'm talking about like Alibaba could get involved as well, which is, you know, China's Amazon. Yeah, China's and Alibaba. Yeah, Alibaba has already jumped in, and actually, it's kind of interesting. I think one of the things that they've done is great. They've hired fifteen thousand doctors in China. In China, in China right now is probably as bad as our. It's actually worse. You know, where it could take two to three months. But Alibaba is saying, "Hey, we need to use telemedicine more, but let's not use it inappropriately." 
that first patient visit should be a face-to-face with a doctor so a relationship can be formed, and then you can do telemedicine after that. Amazon is taking the other uh, extreme and saying, hey, you know what, we'll start with telemedicine, whether on an iPad or a video or on their iPhone. The doctor has that initial um, interaction with the patient on the phone or over video and then makes a decision as to whether they not, uh, need to be seen in person. Now, Amazon's taking this step further and say, if you need to be seen in person, we're going to send the doctor to your home or to your office to make it more convenient for you. Would it be sent by Prime? Like I could get them the next yeah, day probably, for sure? Or by drone. Yeah, they haven't figured that out yet. But um, well, I get like an alert on my phone that says there's a doctor sitting on your front step uh, right now. <laughs> yes. But what they've figured out is more office visits don't need to be that uh, personal, that often uh, just with the right data points because Amazon is getting into the wearables so that they'd be able to show the EKG to the doctor, do the blood pressure, do all the vitals, take pictures of, of lesions. All of that can be done without the doctor's hands-on. But if the doctor actually needs to be hands-on with the patient, then they set it up. So a fascinating thought that they're trying to figure out right now that it works, and you're going to see that once it works for Amazon, they'll expand it to Chase, and then they're going to make a business out of this where companies will buy it because they're going to be showing that their employees are happier, their employees that work more often, and their health care costs have come well, down. I mean, basic economics, doesn't this have to drive prices down? Absolutely. It has to. And, you know, it's shame on us and shame on healthcare overall to not um, look at the patient access and using technology more than we have. It's amazing. I mean, we, we, we're, we're all well behind where we should be with this, but it should be about good quality care that can be done with the technology that we have right now uh, to lower costs. Uh, Texter says a teledoctor pushed me uh, by my work pushed at me by my work, tried to diagnose my son with strep and prescribe meds, but didn't run a test. I wasn't comfortable, went to the regular pediatrician. There was no strep. So how do we know which teledoctor to use? Absolutely. That is probably one of the biggest concerns right now, and that's Amazon's look at it right now, too. If they're going to get to a point where they're going to prescribe antibiotics, they're going to do the appropriate testing for it prior. Strep is a big one. Everyone gets sore throats, and everybody wants that sore throat to be gone the next day. And unfortunately, the vast, vast, vast majority, probably 98%, 97% of these are viruses. And giving them antibiotics just leads to increased resistance and a false sense of security that they're not uh, contagious anymore, when yet they still are. So, yeah, telemedicine docs that are prescribing antibiotics for uh, for conditions that need tests, I would run away from them. As always, we will post the notes that Doc does with uh, his uh, his podcast as well. And great stuff, Doc. Have a, have a good time there in Denver, though I know you're there on work. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. So it's a quick out and back. But uh, interesting, uh, we get to look at uh, a bunch of new technology companies. So kind of what we're talking about today, we'll get okay. a first look. We took 50 chief medical officers from across the country and are uh, letting us see some of the cool new things. And uh, I think, Jay, you can agree that this is why Doc is his mother's favorite. It's not just a you know dinner on a Saturday night. It's because uh, he's helping others. He's our favorite, too. <laughs> I like your brothers and your sister better than you, frankly. But, you know. Hey, we went to dinner, and we, we were joined by Dr. Tony Altamari, who is a great friend. And that that's, he was asking my mom that probably 30 times. No, seriously, you have to have a favorite son. Which one's your favorite <laughs> son? <laughs> well, I think it's obvious. Uh, thank you, buddy. You 
got it. Talk to you guys soon. Dr. Kevin Moe, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Well, uh, look, he was up late last night talking about a team that he loves, and uh, he's good enough to get up early this morning, and uh, we'll talk about it some more. The Hall of Famer, our pal Dan Hampton, sponsored by Chevy Drive Chicago. Dot com. You know, Hamp, what I feel like this morning, I feel like, and you know, we've all gone through this as men, that time when your dad would look at you and he wouldn't curse or he wouldn't, he wouldn't smack you, he'd just shake his head and walk away because he was disgusted. That's how I feel about this Bears team. I'm just disgusted. <laughs> well, you know, and it's great to have you back, Steve, off, off IR. Thank, I, you. Uh, Thank you very much. I yeah. I, you know, I mean, again, last night on so many levels was disappointing, but... You know, it, 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 in some sad way, you, 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 you know, the expectations were never met, and there was a lot of reasons why. And you know, if you listen to the show, you, you know, you, you're given a laundry list. But uh, you know, yesterday was was really sad in the sense that this, you know, this is this was the team that was eminently beatable, but we refused to do uh, a lot of very simple things that you have to do in the game of football to be successful. And, you know, for the ninth time out of ten games, we didn't even crack 300 yards against what I think was a suspect defense. But, more, you know, so much of the time we've you know focused on the play of Mitchell Trubisky. And last night was not you, – you can't pin that on number 10. And – you know, Nagy's play calling and his play design and the lateral passes are, are maddening. You know, the offensive line is, is is woeful. And for whatever reason, they have, you know, they have completely underwhelmed with their performance this year. But come on, you know, a $140 million pass rusher getting blocked by tight ends doesn't even hit the stat sheet. Your kicker, your ambidextrous kicker, you know, equal opportunity missed left, right, has <laughs> now been gutted on national TV. And then at the very end of the game, when uh, the whole fiasco about, you know, trying to find a, a spark, catch the lightning in a bottle, they put Chase Daniel out there, and then they make up a lie about, oh, well, he was hurt. And, and then, you know, uh, Al Michael says, for whatever reason, Here's Chase Daniel, and I think that kind of sums it up. This team is lost. They never had a, uh, a, a concise, uh, consolidated plan to, to make this season successful, and there was a guy, you probably remember him, he had a mustache, sunglasses on the sideline, and he said, if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, and last night, Dave, uh, the Bears were the win, believe it or not. And this is not a 10-year-old back in his bedroom going, hey, they can still make it. Uh, they they beat the Rams last night. They still have a shot at that second wild card. Yeah. Now there there's four teams in front of them, including the Rams, because Seattle's a lock. Well, and Minnesota's a lock. One of those two are going to get in, and the other has to completely collapse. Well, and Minnesota's holding the last spot in the NFC and they're eight and three. Right. And the Bears are four and six, so you do the math. It's not good. Now stand by Dave, you'll come back and we will talk more to the Hall of Famer. Yes. We gotta get to the weather first. More in a second with him. This is all sponsored by Chevy Drive Chicago dot com. All right, Dave. It's Hall of Famer, Dan Hampton, sponsored by Chevy Drive Chicago dot com. What do you have for him? Okay, well you look at the offense Hamp and by no, I, I'm not I'm, yeah. No! I'm, I'm, real, no! I'm not real good at math, but from, by my calculation, on first down in the game, they averaged 2.75 yards. 
Yeah, but if you do that four times and go for it on fourth down, you're going to make it. Well, the yeah, but that's just on on first down. So they're coming up with these. You know, the third, how many times it was third and seven or better last night? And you're, you're playing to the, that puts you at the disadvantage of the defense. I mean, it's pretty and, obvious, right? Uh, yes. And, and again, like I said, you know, so much of the time this year, we, you know, very accurately, you know, tell you that, hey, this, this quarterback, you know, is making, you know, Things very, very hard to be a good offense. Well, last night he threw the ball pretty darn well. And there was a bunch of drops. There was a bunch of idiotic play calls. You know, when we get into third and four and we try to run an option with a quarterback that missed two games with a, you know, with a dislocated shoulder, we really think, we really think that anybody's going to take the option threat seriously. So, I mean, from top to bottom, it's 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 almost uh, you know it, it, you wince when you watch the uh, the offense. And there's no rhyme, no reason. You know, early in the game, we talked in the pregame about, hey, let's go no huddle, do do some hurry up, let's uh, you know do some maximum protection, and and the number of things actually work. We you know think back early in the game. You know, we, we get a, uh, a fumble on the very first play of the game. And we actually, you know, have some productive yards and then miss the field goal. Then we get to yeah, the second possession and we're enabled by a penalty. And yet we get down there and go forward on fourth and nine, which we have zero chance because we've already, you know, kind of mind bent the kicker and he, we can't trust him now. And then on the third series, uh, after we get an interception, I think we uh, go almost 40 yards. And so there were some good things, things that you can, as an offense, I always like to say, hang your hat on, you know, and, and find ways to make the defense stop you and, and have to stop it. But instead, you know, it's like a uh, it's like a, a lottery ticket, you, you know, the big thing where you just keep rolling the thing and for no rhyme or reason, you know, you reach in and grab a card and, oh, let's run this play. It's uh, it's obviously you know sooner or later it, it catches up with you and, and the last night like I said it, that one touchdown one touchdown scored and we went back and looked the offense has scored sixteen touchdowns this season six of those in two games against the weak sisters the Redskins and the Detroit Lions the so eight games ten touchdowns you tell me why we're having trouble yeah that's not going to work. Um... Mitch Trubisky's hip was not available for comment after the game, and there's a lot of talk about whether or not it was a real injury or not a real injury. It doesn't matter at this point. No, in a, in a way, the whole thing—it's embarrassing. And you know, Nagy's got to you know stand up and and and, and take the uh, the heat on this because you know, hey, if you're the head coach and you think and you think in your heart that hey, we've got a chance if we put in. You know, chase and and catch lightning and and who knows and 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 he knows how to you know be more efficient with the offense and this well you should have put him in at the beginning of the fourth quarter you know you're ten points down and the one you know one drive would be a miracle let alone two drives to be able to score so um, yeah he, again the the bad smell of this this game really was complicated by that little fiasco at the end and. It, you know, it, at some point, you know, I, and I said this, you know, if we would have played Chase Daniel the last quarter against the Raiders, 
are the, the Chargers. Who knows? You know, if this season may be different, but that's not the way they decided to go in here for, you know, whatever reason. Um, two minutes left in the game, here's Chase Daniel, and then they come up with a story about Mitch and his hip. Well, you know, they didn't get it completely synchronized, and he said he was examined at the half, but Nagy didn't know anything about it until, <laughs> you know, in the third quarter and this and that. So, yeah, this is uh, this is not a, a professional way to operate. Uh, defensively, Hamp, little better showing from Roquan Smith, maybe now at this as we get into the second half of the season. Well, and, and again, in this defense, he's – you know, it's designed where he doesn't get blocked, and he should make a lot of tackles. And he made he made a number last night. I mean, he had an interception. That was it yep. was pretty darn good ball skills. But there's you know, again, there's there's issues that are starting to crop up. You know, when they the, the second touchdown, the Rams basically ran uh, an ISO down on the goal line, and both of our safeties are in the hole, and yet they don't even try to tackle the running back. They kind of just you know get out of the way, and that's it's. It, that's embarrassing. You know, you got a kid that uh, played great football last year and Eddie Jackson, and now it's like he's trying to avoid contact. And when you've got your all pros uh, basically disappearing, now the rest of the guys are starting to say, hey, well, what do I got to do this? So, yeah, you know, I, I, at some point, this team has to look in the mirror. And, you know, Chuck Pagano, I mean, the stats aren't, aren't horrible. Last year, we won 12 games, 11 of them on defense. As OB likes to say, you know, the Tampa Bay was really the only game the offense asserted itself and won. Well, we haven't been, you know, in a position where we've dominated a game other than the Minnesota game out of, you know, 10 tries. So, yeah, that defense, there's a lot of reckoning on both sides of the ball. And now, like I said, you got your kicker, his mind spent. Nobody knows what he's doing. And, but, you know, a, a lot of this going back. You know, the head coach, I mean, it was just a, 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 a lot of really insane decisions that you you keep putting your team in, in, in bad positions, and it's hard to win a game. It's hard enough just without the coach doing that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you got to clean up. I've heard you talk before about it. Uh, this team doesn't uh, have the animal energy and the typical thing you see before a football game, which is uh, a, a team psyching itself up to go out. you got grown men running into each other as fast as they can for 60 minutes. There's nothing normal about that. And you can't walk into it like you're going into an all-state insurance office and talking about collision and comprehensive because the collision's about to start and your mind better be right for it. Um, but I also would love to see, maybe I'm crazy, I would love to see the head coach lose his mind just once. I'd love to see him just, uh, you know, just throw something or just show some emotion uh, and reflect what the fans feel. I don't think it's his nature. And, you know, he, again, you know, Nagy's kind of uh, had this little niche of, oh, everybody needs to be themselves, be you. And, you know, which goes against, it's, it's counterproductive in my mind. Hey, you want everyone to subject themselves to the betterment of the team, not worry about themselves. So that in itself is crazy, but a lot of his little, you know, spiel was everybody be you and we're, we'll all coexist and get along. And, and, and he doesn't, you know, embarrass his players or, or come out and challenge, challenge him. I mean, you know, and again, you know, it was Dicka and it was a long time ago, but Dicka would put the cheese on the cracker. If you'd had a bad game, he basically 
you know, we were treated like men, not little kids. And unfortunately, you treat little kids like, you know, you have players like little kids, then you're going to get the, the kumbaya and everybody's in it and doing their own stick. And, and nobody is, is focused on what's important, which is, hey, getting fired up and getting after people. And sooner or later, like I said, it all comes comes to bear. And, um, you know, we talked about it so much, you know, so, so much of, of, of what's happening now it was never addressed when it should have been way back in training camp preseason. And now that's why we're at four and six and, and looking for answers. And, you know, hopefully they'll find a way to clean it up and get straightened up. We got a, a woeful uh, New York Giant team coming in, but we'll, uh, we'll see how this thing goes and exactly how bad the hip of our quarterback is. And I think it's just feelings. I'm checking his Twitter feed right now. Mitch's hip has not got a Twitter account yet. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I'm got a minute sure here. Last word, Dave. Well, you know, it's kind of it, it, the unfortunate part is if they could have found a way to win that game last night, Hamp, as you say, a very winnable game, you got the Giants coming in. Then you're going to Detroit, and, and who knows if Matthew Stafford's going to play again. It, you know, it, it doesn't look good, and they're struggling. And that's a team the Bears – can beat and you know all of a sudden you could have played your way back into it and now sure you, you know letting this one get away I, I think is just the death knell for him yep well and, and again and, and at the end of the night you know the quarterback charade uh, and the sh- you know shuffle shuffling in Chase Daniel and trust me and like I said you know I'm all for giving giving yourself the best chance or opportunity to win well it wasn't Chase you know he wasn't going to give us that last night. And, and you know, there's, there's a couple of things that you can say we did positive-wise, but in my goodness, you know, there's so much of it to trying to overcome these the bad decisions by the coach. I almost feel sorry for him anyway. Uh, check out the podcast of the Hampton OB with Occasionally Cause Show, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just great entertainment. Thank you, buddy. It's sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hey, there's good news. The Hawks are hot. Yes, they are. we got free tickets coming up before 8. We will take up in greater detail in about an hour or so, I suppose, um, about G's traumatic weekend. Uh, She's fine. She just uh, stressed out. And I don't want to say what it's over, but it rhymes with kitty. Oh, no. Kitty's fine as well. Kitty's fine. Kitty's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Kitty's fine. Uh, but uh, you just tried, and uh, we're going to do a live review right now oh, of the yes. uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Beyond Meat breakfast sandwich. Right, and you tried to get me to eat it. I really wanted you to. Have you even had the Beyond Meat yet? Dave and I both have. Yeah, I've, had, I've had the burgers. You've had the burgers, okay. Yeah, yeah um, I've had the Dunkin' thing as well that you guys tried. Oh. So here's the thing. I'm looking for something called Beyond Vegetables. Do they have that? <laughs> well... You mean it's you don't want to eat the vegetables? You want the vegetables to taste like a fillet is what you're wanting. All right. So what you brought up, I didn't eat this, and I'm not going to eat this because I didn't do anything wrong, and you can't make me. <laughs> well, Dave is eating this it right now. Yeah. Because uh, Sarah also tried to wedge. Because Sarah, uh, grab a microphone there, will you? Uh, Joe refused, and you also refused. Yes, I refused because I'm a grown-up, and I don't have to. <laughs> But you know it. Uh, the, the spices are there. I don't know that necessarily. Well, not a, uh, let's be honest. Here's what you said. This is a direct. No, quote. no, no. You're this taking a, it out of context. No, I'm not. This is not what I These meant. These are the words that came out of your mouth. It tastes like bad meat. No, 
I and by bad I didn't mean that it was off meat or rancid meat. I meant that it just tastes like meat that has a lot of soy product in it. Like you know meat that That's not meat. But you can tell texturally and you can tell because the fat content isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a meat substitute, it's the best, I think. Did it taste like something from like a Payless shoe store sale rack? No, much better with than cheese that. on it. I think Dave really enjoys it. I do. Yes. Like but Dave, the Dave, spices but Dave, are there. Dave grazes in the median. So, you know, on Michigan Avenue. And, so. and the taste of, like, not killing a pig feels really good. Yeah, but the aftertaste is horrible. Really? Yeah, there yeah. is an aftertaste. Does it stay with you, like, cough medicine? Yeah, I had to get gum. It's so, bad. Like, it just lingers on right? your tongue. It won't go anywhere. So the other thing I noticed about this, too, is the sausage patty is quite large compared mm-hmm. to the regular beef sausage patty. Mm-hmm. So well, you're getting yeah, a little bit more They got a lot of crap butter. left over. Right. To shove into it. <laughs> So, Casera, what did you? You wouldn't have it again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I if I what if gone, you were really hungry and there was no other food? Then I guess I have to eat it. Not yet. me. Still wouldn't, <laughs> Steve. I think that spices uh, are there. I think it's it's a nice. In terms yeah. of meat substitute, it's the best you're going to get. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like you like the Beyond Burger. I don't know why yeah. you don't like this. Because I'm a grown up and I don't have to. You don't have to. Absolutely I not. Mean, except it's really do pretty good. Do you even eat vegetables? Do you? Did you have any vegetables this weekend? Uh, yeah. What? What vegetable? Um, don't say potato. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't say vegetable. French fry. No. Those are vegetables. Like, no, I starch. The tuber. Anything green? Anything green? Um, yeah, Starburst. <laughs> That's candy. We said anything green. Uh, I have a pair of tickets to see the Hawks and the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night. This is a big week. Hawks got a couple more at home. Yes, they do. Uh, courtesy of Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. Something special coming up on Thursday we'll tell you about uh, probably tomorrow. For all the right reasons, Four Seasons, find them online at fourseasonsheatingandcooling.com. Rokan Anna Devlantis will have tickets this afternoon as well. And every Monday we do this. Uh, Super Joe, we're going to go with the 77th caller. Because that's Kirby Doc's number. Kirby. 77? Oh, we don't have time for 77? No. So let's go with 7. Okay. Because that's in Kirby's number. I'm having a little bit of deja vu. And then we'll do a second pair of tickets, a bonus pair for the other 7. Can I try for that one? (laughs) 312-981-7200 to number. Be the 7th caller now. Tickets for tomorrow night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Man, the kid looked good. Looked good. We've Um, talked to him already, right? On Breakfast with the Blackhawks? Yes. He was on the phone. He's also been live in the studio. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. He was the one that was asking about acne medication because he's very young. Oh, it was before my. It was before I was here. Uh, was it okay? And the uh, Steve Cochran show continues. We'll get you a winner here in just a second. We we're talking about sausage, so let's talk about an adorable pig. <laughs> See, we just saved that adorable pig. There's a new reason to get to the airport early, if you like. Lilu, the pig, a member of the San Francisco International Airport's WAG Brigade. It's a bunch of therapy animals they have around. And the therapy animals that are around, they are uh, there to help ease stress and anxiety in travelers. Aside from her snout and her little pot belly, Lilu can be recognized by her captain's hat and red hoof polish. By the way, you know, pigs are very bright. I don't know if you know that. They're supposedly smarter than dogs, according to a lot of scientific research. Well, like many things, it depends on the dog. <laughs> Um, and uh, But I don't think the pig appreciates the fact that it has to wear a stupid hat and have its nails done. Uh, but it's a happy pig, so I think it's thrilled. She spends the day with guests who are happy to uh, take a break from the pressures of traveling. So what do the guests roll around in a mud pit or something at uh, yeah, I think San you Francisco just, You just pet the pig, you ooh and ah at the pig, you take a selfie with the pig. They do. 
And you can play a song on her toy keyboard. What? She plays the keyboard? Yeah. She's like keyboard cat, the international keyboard cat that went viral. Yeah, you can um, also you you also can't you know anytime you meet a stranger's dog or whatever, you should also you, you always ask, Is right? It okay, if I mm-hmm. because you don't know if the dog's going to rip your arm off. In fact, before you even try to pet a human, you should ask the human too. Yeah, Just don't touch anyone. Why well, you should asking. buy her uh, the d- dinner, uh, <laughs> whether it's a him or her. Um, after bringing joy to people's day, Lilu goes home to her San Francisco apartment where she lives with her owner Tatiana Danilova, and in her free time. She goes on daily walks and she snacks on organic vegetables. Isn't this not like a publicity, uh, a publicist way of describing this pig's life? No, the pig goes home, rolls around in some mud, makes this noise, that thing, and then and then that's it. It could be a terrible stereotype that pigs like to roll around in mugs, mi- mi- mud. Maybe oh, this I've pig seen it. is. I've seen really... it. The pigs they love the mud. Well, what, this what kind is of noise a does it make again? Therapy pig. <laughs> Do they pay the pig? Um, I don't know if the pig even has an agent. <laughs> I think the only horrible thing would be, what if you're eating a delicious BLT as you're walking through the San Francisco right. airport? You're saying offer some to Lulu? No, I feel do really not. bad. You, you, then you're looking at her and thinking, oh, but this bacon is so delicious. That's my problem, see? I, I love bacon, but I think of her. Yeah, I don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lilu even has her own Instagram account. Airports around the world believe in therapy animals. The WAG Brigade program at SGO includes a number of dogs. And earlier this year, the Aberdeen Airport in Scotland debuted its own canine crew of dogs trained to make travelers feel safe and happy. Therapy miniature horses have been used at an airport in Kentucky. Because that was Kentucky. Is that too big, a miniature horse? Well, remember, American Airlines let you bring a miniature horse on the airplane. It's only been tried once, well, but what, there are pictures of the miniature horse. What about the woman that had a therapy squirrel, that she tried to bring the therapy squirrel onto the plane? Would you allow that? No. no. Why? No, you got to draw the line. I, I think it should Why only Why on the squirrel? I think it should only be well, because of my long history of hating squirrels. <laughs> no, because it's ridiculous. I think you should... Listen, if a squirrel provides you... Um, comfort, then go live in the woods. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, uh, uh, but uh, but a dog, I, I guess I suppose a cat. But a dog and a cat, people are allergic to dogs and allergic to cats. I think you're asking a lot. If we don't let people smoke on airplanes, yeah. I think it's a lot to ask that 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 dogs and cats that could cause illness in other people or probably or uncomfort is probably not a good idea. Yeah, yeah we don't allow was... peanuts on the planes anymore. Do right, do it. Can you imagine if you had a squirrel eating nuts near someone who was afraid of squirrels and allergic? This well, is the kind of problem you have. This woman, she was escorted off of Frontier Airlines last year in October because she had her emotional support squirrel with her. Remember the woman that tried to get the peacock on the plane and they turned her away? Like giant plumage, giant I, blue and orange and red and yellow feathers. Not only is it kind of, I would think, hard to pet a bird, mm-hmm. but then also to snuggle with a bird. But then that's a big bird. But listen, I, I, squirrels are cute. They're cute, as long as you stay away from them. But they're also, they're rodents. They're yeah. nasty. Ew. They are nasty. 
So uh, <laughs> you're bringing a nasty rodent on the airplane with you. And if you take it out of the of whatever container it's in, the squirrel house, um, I know I'm bogging you down with a lot of technical terms here. Uh, I think you gotta you gotta wonder if this should be okay. What about a snake? Can a snake be absolutely support? not? Did you not <laughs> no, see we, Samuel Jackson's we movie? Had a whole movie about this. Snakes on a plane. Exactly right. I'm just just clarifying for people listening. I, look, it's a difficult thing. I firmly believe that people should have an ability to deal with their anxiety that involves more than tiny bottles of liquor. But I think we've gone a little over the edge with this. Xanax also works, everyone. <laughs> so, Lilu, the airport therapy pig at the San Francisco airport. Next time you're flying to San Francisco, or maybe maybe you're on the way to Hawaii. I actually you're connecting think through San Francisco. You go pet the pig, and that's use- not code. A Lilu on your commute. Your morning commute is very stressful, especially when the weather's bad and there's an accident. You need a Lilu next to you. Not anymore. I leave the house at one. Now, I think we should ask the, just the very basic question when you have these animals on the plane. What if there's an emergency and you have to get off the plane Yep, in a hurry? Yep. Do you leave the bags? Do you leave the pig? Yeah. Do you leave the squirrel? Does he go first down does the chute? The, does the pig prevent other people from getting off the plane? And what oh. happens if it, if it, if it uh, you know, punctures the, uh, the slide? Hmm? <laughs> thought stove? about that. Well, yeah, and exactly. when the, the oxygen masks drop, there's not going to be one. This is not George Costanza with the tiny tools. There's not going to be a mass small enough for the squirrel. Lilu's hooves. It will be for the pig, though, for the snow. Right. Are very well manicured. You heard that her Put hooves were polished. On. Put your pig's mask on before putting yours on. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like that's no mask. That's with mask. <laughs> Um, so listen, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why we've gone this far. Um, did American Airlines change that min, uh, min, uh, uh, toy horse policy that they had after that, that, uh, uproar they had with the horse on anybody here? Anybody here? Anybody? Anybody? Mm, no. Anybody? I don't know. I don't think so. People have lost their minds. I don't know. It's Checking on the horse policy at American Airlines. <laughs> stressful. Stressful right now, you know? That was Siri, the voice of Siri, <laughs> letting you know. We have people following up on uh, G's choice of breakfast, the uh, fake meat sausage patty thing. Um, G, did you get this because you felt bad about uh, Lilu? Yes, I did. I did. You know, I struggle. I love bacon, sausage. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Man. I have pork belly. I love. Is there anything so, better in the morning uh, than waking up to the sizzle and the smell of bacon? Especially the crispy mm. edges and oh my goodness, so yeah, good. Yeah, but I That's feel guilty. Lilo you're eating. But I feel guilty when yeah. I think about yeah. think about it. I kind of feel like if you can't kill it yourself, you shouldn't eat it. That's why I admire hunters that go out and get the deer. They they do it themselves. They skin it. I could never do that, so I should probably not partake. So you would like to see like Mariano's open up a bow hunting no, section? No, no, I couldn't do it. I'm just telling you that i have a lot of respect for people that oh, hunt their own okay. meat and like you know you know do all do all the things to it some people texting in about your fake sausage patty 787 if it's cooked on the same grill or the same pan as the meat it ain't vegan that is true because you can't use can't you get your old friend animal- chuck gowdy to come in and do an i-team <laughs> investigation about this he means doesn't isn't taking my calls i think he's busy 262 duncan sausage isn't any good to begin with well, I've had their I've had their their sausage croissant. Uh, croissant. That's fine. Mm-hmm. 
787, you have to prepare it with the right spices as you do in meat. If not, it will not be at all tasty. It, well, the spices were right on. I mean, I think Dave would agree to that. The spices are great. I think but see, this is, the, yeah. this is the hypocrisy of it. This comes from, from people who go, and I'm not saying this is you. Let's say it's someone else. Uh, this is from people don't put ketchup on a hot dog because you mask the flavor oh, of the yes, hot dog. Oh, yes, that's right. Right? Uh, that's a huge thing here, obviously. Um, you put spices and stuff all over meat. Well, you, you, then you're, you're masking the flavor of the meat. You're trying to hide the fact that you're eating a shoe. Oh, I think some people would say that that spices enhance that bring out the flavors of the of the meat and or it's whatever you're beyond trying. meat or e- even vegetables. Steve, you can enhance vegetables with spices. You dip them in chocolate; they're not bad. <laughs> It's uh, 7.57. Did we get a winner <clears throat> for those Hawks tickets? You got a name for me? Yeah, that was Annette in uh, Lindenhurst. She won a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Hurricanes. Another win. Uh, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Hawks are the hottest team in the National Hockey League uh, right now. And tons of fun. And as I said, uh, I've said it for years. If you get a chance to go to a Hawks game, go to the Hawks game. Tickets too hard to come by. A man named Dean Richards will be on the radio with me just shortly, and uh, we'll talk to him live from wherever he is today. He's on another trip. Oh, and he's fighting with Tom Hanks. Details coming up. Dean Richards joins me now. Many have called us names, Dean, but this morning I'm worried. I'm worried. Are you really fighting with Tom Hanks? I'm not fighting with Tom Hanks. I, I thought I, I, I. My people have told me that you're having. Uh, you're upset with Tom Hanks. I wasn't happy with uh, what happened last night with Tom Hanks, but I'm not, not mad at him. Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, I'm on my little iPad. You know the. Oh, yeah, okay, it just it's echoey. <laughs> Perfect. That is better. All right. So uh, tell people what happened. At what point did you throw a punch at Tom Hanks? <laughs> so I came to New York the other day, interviewed, uh, sit down one-on-one interviews with the cast of. Uh, the new Mr. Rogers movie, uh-huh. It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is really a great movie. Um, and uh, they said uh, Tom Hanks isn't doing sit-down interviews, but you'll talk to him on the red carpet. And I said, well, you know, that's fine. I get that. So then uh, later in the day, they have the big New York premiere of the movie. And uh, we're you know talking to everybody on the red carpet. And Tom Hanks shows up and talks to, like, you know, two people. Like the you know the big national shows and turns around and leaves after probably about a dozen reporters from you know big TV stations around the country that have supported him forever. Uh, you know we just stood there and he left. Well, what do you so, make of that? Yeah. I'm, that's not Tom Hanks like behavior. That's that's not Mister Rogers like behavior of kindness. Right, not Tom Hanks' behavior like kindness. So no, but he's I never he's never gone diva. Is, is there a problem in his life that we don't know about? I have no idea. All I know is I was super disappointed that they were. They said you would talk to him on the red carpet, and that you didn't. That I didn't. So that's all. That's. But I do I, know I you well enough. Disappointed. I do know you well enough to know that you weren't going to go. Oh shucks, maybe next time. So after you got in the face of the publicist, what was their reasoning? Uh, they said that he had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Why come in the first place, then? <laughs> I mean, if there's kinda something going on. Kind of how I felt about it, too. How so, bizarre. Like, so all you got to do is say he's not going to 
do any interviews and you know that's fine then, then we all know where we are but when you say he's going to do interviews and he doesn't do interviews there is a certain amount of disappointment some people i, I posted this on uh, the social media this morning and you know people are saying oh mel gibson was right about you and oh you're you know why are you yeah, being nah, such nah, a diva nah, nah, I, nah. I think i think when someone tells you that an you're interview just doing your happen job. and it doesn't you're disappointed i'm disappointed that's all yeah and you're just I'm doing disappointed, your job. but i'll I'll tell you what, what made uh, my night, though, uh, was that Joanne Rogers uh, was on the red carpet. This is a 91-year-old widow of oh, the real Mr. Rogers. Dude, dude this, is how, this is how Betty White gets cranky with you. You're always working other avenues. I mean, what about Betty? Well, you know me. I can't keep my hands off of uh, a hot 90-year-old. <laughs> Hold the line. More coming up with Dean. He's live. Uh, where is he? New York? Yeah, New York. Dean Richards rejoins us from, uh, are you in New York all day today? I am uh, leaving New York in about an hour. Mm, boy, it's a tough break because we were hoping to keep you on hold that long. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing, and I just want people to understand this, and they can save their social media fingers. Your job is to talk to celebrities, uh, part of your job is to talk to celebrities about the movies that they, in turn, would like to promote. When you're told by a publicist that something will happen, whether it's Tom Hanks or or Tom and Jerry, then you go through the machinations of having a camera and a crew and whomever ready to go wherever you have to go to do it. Yeah, it's not coal mining, but that's your job. So for Tom Hanks not to show up or to show up and leave, well, he ought to have an excuse. That's all. Well, you know, maybe it was a legit excuse. All, all I'm saying is that I was disappointed. The... Um but here's here's the power of Tom Hanks. Regardless of all that, I'm taking a beating on social media because, you know, I, I said that I explained what happened. So so people, you know, you just you, you can't say anything. You you can't you you can't just say anything about Tom Hanks. He's God. Well, he has uh, accumulated a tremendous amount of goodwill. And that's because he has behaved like a normal human being and not like a movie star. So we hope nothing awful has happened, and we hope he's okay. In the meantime, I've just received a note from Tom Hanks' people, and you've been kicked out of show business, Dean. That's entirely possible. (laughs) It's entirely possible. That's the kind of power the man has. You know what? God bless Tom Hanks for leaving, and even though even though about a dozen people came from all over the country at considerable expense to talk to him, and you know whatever came up came up. Tom now, Hanks is right. Mrs. Rogers, you said she's ninety one years old. I, I thought right. she was tremendous in the uh, the documentary about Fred Rogers, uh, but you said delightful in person. Could not be sweeter. I uh, I ran earlier in the day yesterday. I ran into her in the elevator, and I recognized her. And I said, uh, you know, excuse me, are you you know Joanne Rogers? And she said yes. And you know, like the sweetest, uh, Mister Rogers like kind way possible. Uh, and uh, it, I talked with her uh, in the hotel lobby for uh, a little while, and I said, well, I'll probably see you tonight uh, at the premiere at the red carpet. And she was, and when, then later that night when I saw her on the red carpet, uh, she was like, oh, you're the gentleman that I ran into in the lobby. And we had a lovely conversation and talked about, you know, what uh, she hopes that this new movie 
will uh, say about Mr. Rogers and the lessons uh, you know that we can learn from this movie that uh, all of us can learn about uh, decency and kindness uh, uh, from this movie. And she, she's just very sweet. I, you know, I wondered if it was ever difficult for her to be Mrs. Rogers, to be the the wife of one of the most recognizable people on the planet. And she said, you know, it, it never was difficult. She understood what uh, Fred Rogers' uh, life was like and, you know, the crushers that were on him, and they had a wonderful life together. They were married for over 50 years, uh, and uh, she could not have been any sweeter and nicer. And uh, here's, here's a 91-year-old woman walking down the red carpet, and you know, talking to uh, everybody. So, you know, it was very sweet of her. At the end of the interview, I said, would you mind if I gave you a hug? And she said, oh, I'm a hugger. And she gave me the the warmest hug and kiss on the cheek. And that's when Betty White came in and beat you with an inch of her life with her her cane. (laughs) I hope Betty White did not get jealous as a result of my new relationship with uh, With Mrs. Rogers. uh, with Mrs. Rogers. Now, uh, here's the thing. I, I, the movie looks great, and I know you can't review it, but it's you said it's great. Um, but you'll review it later this week. Um, but I'm having trouble getting over the fact that the um, well-meaning reporter who conducts this documentary of sorts of Fred and comes to learn about his own life and all that is the guy who I saw in The Americans killing people left and right. Right. <laughs> is, is it Matthew, Matthew Reese? Matthew Reese. Matthew Reeves is uh, his name, and he does a terrific job in uh, this movie. Uh, Chris Cooper is in the movie as well and plays uh, Matthew Reeves' character's father. That's you know part of this uh, storyline is that this magazine writer is assigned to write a story about Mr. Rogers. His life is in complete turmoil, including a terrible relationship with his own father. It's played by uh, Chris Cooper in the movie. Uh, he goes to meet Mr. Rogers and is met with this kindness and understanding. And Mr. Rogers opens up this world, uh, you know, to him that of of uh, generosity and uh, you know the Mr. Rogers spirit to this man. It completely turns his life around. Completely turns his relationship, the, the magazine writer's relationship with his own father, around. All of this, a true story, by the way. Uh, from the actual article that was written about uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers in Esquire magazine, so uh, you know it, it's it's beautiful that it's a true story. It's uh, it, it completely gives you the spirit of uh, Mr. Rogers. It's not a biographical movie. It's not like the documentary uh, that you know goes through every phase of the life of Mr. Rogers. If anything. Uh, Mr. Rogers is almost a supporting character in this movie. The the story is about this magazine writer and his relationship with his father and how Mr. Rogers turned his life around. But it's still very sweet and very warm. And I love the movie. I am going to give it a great review. I'm going to give it a, a Dean's List A. At the end of the week, it opens on the 22nd. I'm going to you know, have nothing but praise uh, about this movie. And uh, there's a great scene in the movie, which you haven't seen, G, but it's when uh, Mr. Rogers talks to this reporter initially, and he goes, well, what's got your 
shorts in a bunch, my friend. <laughs> uh, you know, those are the type of things you didn't hear that often on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, That's I, not too far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? There's a really interesting scene, and this this isn't a spoiler. It's just one moment uh, in the movie in which Mr. Rogers is talking to this magazine writer, and he said, "Would you would you just join me in one minute of silence?" Uh, you know, in reflection, and for one minute in this movie, it's completely silent. The, that, that, you know, the, the, and, the video and, is going back and, and forth between the two characters, but there's nothing. And in that one minute of complete silence, it's so moving and so profound. That was the point. Mr. Rogers actually did that. Uh, it, it's, you know, part of the Mr. Rogers uh, mystique and magic. No, it's great. In, in in our world of noise, that's a remarkable length of time. A minute yeah. without distractions and all the other things going on in the world. Now, truth be told, part of the reason he did it was he got blasted the night before and he had a terrible hangover. And he just needed a minute to himself. <laughs> the documentary did not say that, Steve. They didn't? No. Oh. It said he wanted kids to know. The question was, how long is a minute? And they actually waited a minute. Yep. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Uh, Dean, yeah, listen. It's, it's- it's especially profound in these the, the world that we're living in right now, where if one one side says the sky is blue, the other side yep. is going to say the sky is red, no matter what. Yep. Everybody's arguing, everybody's mad, everybody's upset, and this this movie just reminds everybody to calm down a little bit and be kind. All right, and that goes to the internet as well, social media. You people, you've learned. Uh, thank you, Dean. We'll see you when you get back. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. That's Dean Richards, live from the road, where, um, you know, he's busy angering superstars. <laughs> or, wait, no, no, he's angry about superstars. That's different. Well, I think he was trying to say he wasn't really angry, just disappointed. That's the he's lingo angry. he wanted to no, use. He's angry. He's angry. <laughs> it's uh, 827. We're going to come back with your news shortly. And then the story of what's been troubling G all morning. And how she needs to start a GoFundMe page. Good grief. Here's what's coming up. A uh, discussion of G being completely broke because of a cute little kitty. Uh, stand by for that. And then I'm going to oh take no, take some phone calls oh, from people. If you're willing grief. to admit how much money you've spent on oh your pets. My I can't believe you're, tell- you're airing my dirty laundry. It's not dirty laundry. It's dirty kitties. Don't ever tell them anything, G. Off the air. Sure. It'll be on the There's air. There's been a negotiation going on all morning. <laughs> Last night, uh, when I was uh, leaving the United Center with my family, uh, I ran into Miguel Cervantes and his family. And Miguel's our friend and starred as Hamilton. Oh, you did. And uh, I've been on the show many times. And uh, he has got about 50, 55, 56 shows left because uh, Hamilton wraps right. in January. And you do not want to be one of those people. Listen, he doesn't plug himself ever no i'm plugging it you do not want to be one of those people that goes oh, i wish i'd gone to hamilton you need to see this i it's that good you i shelled it. out the dough and i went a second time because i really just wanted to see him perform again now he and jackson his little boy jackson were on the ice shooting the puck in between Aww. periods guess who hit it jackson 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 perfect shot jackson was a big winner meanwhile miguel has done this two or three times i think um, and the last time he did it, he said he missed the goal entirely three straight times. <laughs> um, he wasn't going to do that again. He's a good athlete. He's a golfer. And um, and uh, he fired three hard pucks, but none of them went in. But Jackson's did. So I saw Jackson outside. I'm high-fiving him, telling him, teach your dad how to shoot and all that. And 
and um, Kelly was there, the uh, Miguel's beautiful wife, and uh, and also Kelly's parents. Uh, for those of you who've been paying any attention at all, um, you know about Adelaide's army, and it's only been about a month since they lost Adelaide. Adelaide was three years old; she had a severe seizure disorder. Um, rare. I don't know that they are ever going to know exactly what she dealt with, but she was sick a long time. It was very hard, and I thought Kelly and 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 Miguel and Jackson too were all very brave about it. Uh, Kelly wrote about it beautifully on a, a blog called Inchstones that's uh, still available for you to see. But uh, so you know they're a beautiful family, they're great people, and it was nice to see them and you know give them a hug and all that and i told miguel you got to come in before the end of the run so we can talk some because who knows where he's going next i know he's that good i mean he's gonna end up in la or new york doing something and i know that part of the reason why the family loved being here was that they could be close to Lori's for her and uh, be stable in terms of having you know family life sure and they love chicago right so um but he is absolutely tremendous in it but kelly what a rock star she is too. oh absolutely yeah i think she was an actress too in her former yeah. life that's how they met and then um was devoted to being a stay-at-home mom um i can't imagine i can't imagine going through it i can't imagine what they've Mm-mm. gone through i said to miguel last night i go i don't know how you do it just god bless you man one foot in front of the other and, incredible uh, family incredible brother too there as well so. oh i don't know about the brother story no i mean you know that jackson oh jackson yeah, yeah, oh yeah. jackson jackson's a rock star yeah I mean, the kid's got game. Yeah. You know what he said about uh, um, about uh, uh, Doc last night? That guy's old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. He's 18. Jackson's probably, what, seven, eight, nine, maybe? Mm-hmm. Not even nine. I bet he's seven, eight. I don't even know, to be honest with you. And he made a shot? Yeah. Because he said he's not throwing away a shot? <laughs> not gonna, <laughs> nice day. Not going to miss my shot. In it for the Look win. Look at that. See, you think, he's, you, wow. you think he's not in it, and then he just... I'm very disappointed in myself that I didn't pick that I up. I know. You're jealous, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. Uh, the Hawks won again last night. They looked great. And an 18-year-old Kirby Doc uh, blew off his homework and came and played the game <laughs> and uh, scored twice. Um, and he's got five goals already this season. So it's nothing but fun. Hawks home this week, Tuesday, Thursday night. Something special coming up on Thursday. Hopefully we'll tell you about that tomorrow. Texters and phone calls, 312-981-7200-630. Love the show. I have a question about it. When I watched it live on the live feed, there was always a problem with the feed. The words are off from the mouthing and stuff, and it skips, and it keeps showing the same scene. Well, that sounds like a good time. Um, so are we like a bad dub of a movie where I talk and then the words show up or the words show up and then I talk? So dear friends of mine, uh, Bob and Noreen Isles, they watch during the nine o'clock hour on CLTV. CLTV, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a special thing where they somehow they have it play on their Alexa or whatever mm-hmm. and then they roll it. I guess. And then they sync it somehow because the audio on the web doesn't match. Or, but but they make know. it work. Or see, I don't know, on the TV or somehow. With the, you know what it is? TV magic. They somehow sync it. I don't yeah. know. They sync it by playing it, playing the sound on a different system mm-hmm. than on TV. Well, this show is actually uh, done in Swahili, and we're all dubbed oh, in really? English. Yeah, We're all speaking Swahili, but it's dubbed in English, and that's what you see. Because, you know, it's mostly an English-speaking audience. Right. There's very few Swahilians. <laughs> this is just uh, reminding me of the old kung fu movies, you know, where right. it just really didn't matter. I will kill all. you and all others like you. And then the lips and move. Like the, yeah, 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 and yeah. it keeps going. 219, I rescued a dog two months ago. It cost me approximately a thousand bucks with everything. 
Mm-hmm. I was laughing at myself, but I'm looking at this little face now, and it's worth every penny. So, Dave, I don't know if you heard. Over the weekend, G was stressed out. Yeah. Because she's got two cats, and a little kitty is a drunk. Um, <laughs> the little new kitten. Because it, it stumbles. Yes, it does have a um, legitimate... Uh, it has a, the, An equilibrium problem. Yes, it's got the wobbly kitten syndrome. Is yeah. it a vertigo? It sort of is. It's like a. It's called cerebral hyper. Blah, blah, blah. But is there a wobbly kitten syndrome? Yes, there is. It's a okay. real thing, and he's not. It's pretty mild form of it, but he's still like. It's like his caboose isn't in sync with the front part of his body. So if he starts running and he tries to sure, stop, he's not looking for a booty call. Like that's what he's <laughs> no, asking. Anything? But if he stops, the caboose keeps going, and he just tumbles over. Oh. He's not very good with jumping. Oh. He falls over a lot. Oh. Well, here's the reason I bring this up. Um, you end up spending a lot of money on this little guy, and you're beating yourself up for it. And I'm telling you, you don't have to. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to throw this out right now. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Be honest. How much have you spent on your spent on your pet? Because here's the deal. It's family. Okay. For I have to give a little background. I'm going to do this quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that quick? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, I just wonder why you paused. I got the kitten for the older cat, who's right. older, and I thought she was bored and depressed, so I really got the kitten for her. She hates him. They both got stressed out. They both got sick in various different manners, which then I had to proceed to clean for a week. Yeah. I had to take each You're of them to You're talking about bad vet. sick. Yes, the bad I, sick we don't want to talk about. Yes, and, yeah. and, uh, and then I, I had to take each one respectively to the vet several times. Mm-hmm. And now Sasha, the oldest one, who hates him and won't even acknowledge his existence. Right. Uh, Why can't we all get along? She had to have a tooth removed. <laughs> uh, Wait, several, the older cat had to have a tooth yes, removed? Yes, several teeth. So, yeah. And so one the of them is cat, her front thing. So the old cat's running a meth lab. The young cat's a drunk. <laughs> uh, so to remove a tooth from a cat, what do you like, tie a string around it and pull it, the car back or no, close the door? No, it, it has to be surgery. It's just like with dogs and cats. I mean, you can't like do a teeth cleaning and pull teeth out with them awake. Well, what was wrong wear, with his tooth? Why can't you wear gardening gloves and just hold them still? <laughs> no, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, of course, that means anesthesia. It means an all-day stay. It means worrying. So, basically... Because a cat can't drive after the surgery, so you'd right? have to wait. Absolutely. And there's only certain times you can drop the cat off at the vet, because it's only like you can drop it off in this 30-minute window. So, is it safe <sighs> to say that you have spent... At least as much as the listener who just said I dropped a grand on the dog. I think I've spent between the two cats in the last month trying to incorporate this new cat, this kitten that I got for the older cat because uh-huh. I thought she was depressed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she hates him and won't acknowledge him. Yeah, covered. Fifteen over fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred so far. Uh, yes, so far. Wow, wow, thanks. Well, I'm just trying to really making to me feel it, better about my keep life. Keep it realistic. By the way, a helpful listener says cerebral hypoplasia. Yes, that's correct. That is the syndrome he has. Cerebral, cerebralur. Yes, um, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, Did you think that after you wrote the $1,500 check? Be honest. Uh, no, I, you know, I just kind of. Would it, wanted to run away from mm-hmm, both of them, and mm-hmm, I thought to myself, mm-hmm. "It's probably a good thing I don't have a human child because, you know, this is would probably feel the same way." Well, are you and are you insinuating that maybe you wouldn't spend the money on a human? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that you know I'm feeling exhausted <laughs> by these two cats. Right, I can only imagine. I mean, of course, I know it's more. I have a nephew, and you know, I've been around kids before. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just feeling bad about myself lately. Evan, <laughs> <laughs> lately. Well, yeah. Nobody beats yourself up more than you do. Robert texts, I got a three-year-old cat. After $3,000 in vet expenses, 
I was told that if the last drug didn't work, he would have to be put down. It was on a Sunday in March. We were set to put him down, decided to wait until Tuesday. It's eight months later, and he's fully recovered. Oh, that's a great story. But see, now you're only perpetuating this idea that I'm this cat lady. and uh, well, you're cl- I mean, you are. What? Yeah, I mean, own it. Why aren't you a cat lady? Uh, because it just says I didn't say you were a crazy cat lady. Well, I said you were a cat lady. I mean... I don't know. I mean, I just... Six real, $6,000 in surgical procedures for a free cat. Several <laughs> kidney stones. Oh. In the end, he became a she. Well, I, I got to tell you, that gender transfer surgery is expensive. Uh, so, what uh, a great owner. 6000 Wow. Right, right. $6,000. Uh, here's another one. 815. Spend $6,000 for cataract surgery for my 10-year-old dog. This is at a vet school in Madison. Worth every penny. She lived another five very happy years, and I'd do it again. Well, I know all of you are dog people, and I, I love dogs, too. I just can't afford a dog walker and having a dog and going on the cold walk. So the cats are great for me, but they do have a lot of personality, and they, these two are very different personality. And this little kitten thinks he's like a 300-pound dog because he's always trying to attack me. So I'm walking around my apartment Attack with him. you for fun. Yes. Not kill you in your sleep. <laughs> no, but he's attached to my leg. Ah, got it. And I'm walking around with it's a cat. It's fun. Because cats have been known to do that, by the way. Kill you in your sleep? <laughs> yes. Uh, this might make you feel better. Uh, A15. That's money well spent for the kitties. My dog had an emergency surgery. Spent over $2,000. Uh, let's see here. I would have paid double. Uh, now let's go into the exotic animal field, if you will. <laughs> 847. We have a neighbor who spent $3,000 on a gerbil. A gerbil? Mm-hmm. How about this? How long do gerbils even live? Apparently longer after the surgery. 847. Oh, my goodness. I rescued a box turtle that no one would buy at the pet store. The turtle had a runny nose. How would you know the turtle had a runny nose? <laughs> That's amazing. Because the well, turtle kept grabbing for tissues? I you am actually it, feeling better. It. Did it sneeze? <laughs> so I took the turtle to the vet. She had turtle pneumonia. You can see like its little nose turns a little red underneath its... <laughs> Plus... <laughs> Plus, it wants to just get under a blanket and watch, uh, you know, antenna TV. I spent $800 healing up that little lady. She's 26 years old. Wow. I also make the turtle a fresh salad every day. Not kidding. A turtle. Wow. That's a great owner. So you're worried about being a crazy cat lady. That listener's a crazy turtle. Well, I just didn't need you to tell everybody and confirm that I'm a crazy cat lady for our listeners. This is this is a a chance for everybody to get to. You know what this is? This is a community of pet lovers. <laughs> I I just you know I I think also I don't know what I was doing. I was getting this kitten. I thought it was for her. Now she hates everybody. She won't even look me in the eye. Here's somebody else who wants you to know that it's okay if your cat stumbles a bit. Said I had a cat once when I was a kid. It sounds like that's how that cat walked. It definitely had a hitch in its giddy-up. That'd be good names for cats. Hitch and giddy-up. Hitch and giddy-up. It was an outdoor kitten on a farm and tried to follow me into the house one day. I didn't realize it, and the door closed on the middle of the kitten. (gasps) We didn't think he'd make it, but he did. He never walked the right way after that. We actually named him Gimpy. 847, $15,000 for a nine-year-old dog with a blood disorder. Oh, but wait, there's more. 630, my wife spent close to $20,000 on their dog for chemo uh, sessions. These are really wonderful pet owners. The only good thing is dogs and cats don't go to the farm anymore. Seven, no, because they, they started talking to each other and they realized that was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 708, you never give up on a pet. They're your family. No amount is too much. 
815 got two kitten sisters from a rescue both needed all their teeth pulled due to severe dental disease they were only four years old what well, they'd floss <laughs> do you know how hard it is to brush a cat if you want a good laugh google brushing your cat and watch the youtube videos so, 708 at least ten thousand dollars on a 12 year old dog two knee surgeries but the oh, good news wow. is knees. the good news is the dog can run again I spent $5,000 on my dog for surgery and could not save him, but I would do it again. If I won the lottery, I would have an animal sanctuary. I'd have all kinds of animals. And then there's this. And by the way, there's a ton of these. 312-981-7200. De-burden yourself. Tell us about how much you spent on your pet. Confession. <laughs> um, 730. I have a former coworker whose cat needed a kidney transplant. She adopted another cat to be the donor. No, I don't believe this story. The first cat died anyway after <gasps> the surgery. Oh, no. That's so tragic. <laughs> that's a little evil, too, in a weird way. Isn't it? All right, so next hour, more Hawks tickets. I thought I'd give away both already. Uh, stand by. We'll tell you when to call in and when. Some of them got off on Critter Talk here. And now people are just blowing up the text line, 312-981-7020. You can call and confess as well. Confess <laughs> how much you've spent on your dog or cat. Before we get back to that, earlier we were talking about comfort animals. And um, as you know, I am Dave's comfort animal. Whenever Dave flies, I wear one of those collars, and he brings me on the plane with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're on my lap, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wow. His really? legs fall asleep pretty Real early in the flight. comfortable yeah. ride for you, mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the number. Um, and uh, you brought up a comfort squirrel. Yes. That there really was one, or there, somebody tried to be yeah. one. Yeah. Really was one. <laughs> Um, and uh, a texter says, oh, my God, Steve, you're so mean. Steve, I, I feed squirrels every day. And says, I feed my squirrels every day. Now, are they actually your squirrels? Or did you go to the park and did you confiscate squirrels? I'm sure she has squirrels in her yard and she her, feeds her squirrels. them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not knocking all squirrels. I'm just saying. <laughs> you said you hated squirrels. No, I didn't say that. I said, I like I squirrels. I don't did. want squirrels on an airplane. I don't want to go full Samuel L. Jackson on you, but I will. You know, I'll be the guy standing up going, I am sick and tired of these mother squirrels on the plane. You know, the way you feel about squirrels is the way Joe feels about raccoons. Let's move on. Yeah, Joe doesn't even like talking about raccoons, because a lot of people don't know this. Joe was attacked by a band of raccoons uh, he was? when he was a boy. Yeah, and that's why he can't watch any old Lone Ranger movies. He called them trash pandas. He's really <laughs> mean about it. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. So, But there are comfort squirrels. As a matter of fact, we talked to Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Oh! Well, let's give you a little example of what comfort squirrels do. Boy, that's hard work! See, they're comforting. They're comforting. Mm-hmm. They take you aside, whether you're Bullwinkle or somebody else, and they make you feel better. We're going to have a lot of fun. Come on and join us. See, isn't that comforting? Yes. So maybe I should give the squirrels a break. Of course, it can get weird. Come on, Bullwinkle. we got to get back to the lab. So obviously, they're up to something nefarious. They're going back to the lab, and they're working on something. You can't be too careful. You know why? You look at the squirrels, you can tell they're shifty. Have you ever had a standoff with a squirrel? Like when we have one that like looks through our kitchen window from our back deck <laughs> and he'll stand on the railing and he'll look at you through the window and he'll just look at you. <laughs> Open it's like, the door. What does he do it? I don't know if Open he can see me or door. not. Yeah, it's so creepy. I, I'm on the front lines of this squirrel war every day because my dog is literally the squirrel dog. <laughs> right. You know, right, right, right. constantly at the window, ready to jump out the window at squirrels in the front yard. So I can tell you they are little shifty critters. Yeah, they are. 
So, but listen, uh, everybody's entitled to whatever comfort they could possibly get. Listen, Steve, we got to get back to the lab. Okay. If you if you bring squirrels on an airplane, I'm suggesting you don't do that, and you get drunk on tiny bottles of booze instead. It's uh, nine thirteen. We come back. Um, boy, I got a ton of text to read here to make G feel better about the amount of money she spent on her cat this weekend. Uh, in case you're just joining us over the weekend, G spent a hundred thousand dollars on her kitten. <laughs> And she's very upset about the fact that she did, but she knows she did the right thing because she loves a little kitty, and a little kitty's got some problems. So, and a little kitty going to be okay? Yes. Okay. And you're concerned that I'm portraying you as a crazy cat lady. Yes, I am. Um, I am concerned about this. It's not coming across that way. No. <laughs> You not should not. You should not be worried about that because mm-hmm. people know you're crazy. They don't need to add the cat lady part of <laughs> they it. They already know I'm crazy. Yeah, they don't need to add the cat okay. lady part. All right, so let me read a few of these. Here, these are taxers, and it's funny too because uh, there are only a couple of people who have been willing to go on the air. Let's start with another squirrel story. This is Dorothy. What happened to you? Uh, you're not going to believe this. You're talking about these crazy uh, squirrels. Yeah. I was sitting on my balcony reading a book in the summer, so I just had like a sports bra tank top on right me too and 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 the squirrel is on my belt the railing and i said to my husband isn't this weird this squirrel is so close to me what what do you think's going on and before he could answer the squirrel jumped on my shoulder with his claws and he's holding on i'm on the second floor I was so startled, I took my other hand and I grabbed him and I threw him down. <laughs> of course, you know, he landed on his feet because they don't, you yeah, know. Because they they're squirrels, yeah. Yes, and and now my husband said, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I went out to get the paper, this squirrel was on the sidewalk just staring at me. Well, you know why? Because word got out that you hurt one of their own. Uh, so before, before. No, no, you're on a list now. I, you're on a list now. Everybody's going, we're going to get Dorothy. I think it's just every, a matter of when. I think every block and every neighborhood uh, has one of these squirrels that's a, a mob boss squirrel. I'm telling you. They're yeah. usually really big. They're hulking squirrels. Mm-hmm. They can look you dead in the eyes. They're not afraid of human They're beings. not afraid at all. No. The, and the, so now, when I see them, like, you know, when I go to put my trash in the dumpster, I'm in a condo, I... I let them have their way. I don't even get anywhere. Right, right. you're them. totally freaked out by squirrels. This is like Super yeah, Joe being freaked out by raccoons. Yeah, they're very big in Addison. They're, they're furry and they're so, they probably weigh, I don't know, five pounds or something. Yeah, but, and you're like on a squirrel hit list now. I am. So, you know, I don't. Good. I just walk the other way. What is looking at me right now on the fence? I would not wear anything. Like I don't know what your wardrobe looks like, but I would not wear anything brown or green. Because no. if they think you're a tree, <laughs> or you're a in nut. Trouble. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, well, we've got to take terrifying. care of her. She's one of ours. <laughs> Sounds like your squirrel, Mary. Yeah, I know. It could be the same one. I live by Addison. You're close too. enough. Uh, Maureen's in Spring Grove. You spent a little money on a pet? Somewhere between fifty and sixty thousand. <gasps> what? Wow, that's a new leader in the yeah, clubhouse. Wow, winner. you are a great pet mama. So, what are we talking about? A dog? Yeah, yeah a yellow lab. Oh, the best. And, um, the best. He had so so many surgeries; it was unbelievable. To, to, and I had him for thirteen years. And the last surgery, he came through the surgery, but he got pneumonia. And um, I had to put him down. Well, he's family. You know, I mean, if he had the money, he's family. Everybody's telling me he well, should have he pet was, insurance. He was my new, he was my um, 
remodel kitchen in my new car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do you have another pet now or no? Well, I had at the time. I I had three. I still have two. Okay, good. Well, well, I'm glad you're you not got, alone. As long yeah. as you got friends, but the other two are going. Hey, how about dropping a little on me? Huh? I know. <laughs> Well, the other two, Sammy was was given to me. It was a gift for my birthday. I have lost my dog, Bear. Okay. But uh, my two girls are both rescues, and they're they're labs, but they're relatively healthy. One is 15, the other one is 10. Well, God bless you. You're a good person. I know that. And thank you for the call, and thank you for listening. Texters, um... Eight four seven fourteen thousand dollars on a puppy that was fighting cancer. Aww. Eight one five two words. Pet insurance is pet insurance expensive? Uh, it can be. It's um, now. I have for my dog like a well wellness, wellness policy where, but it covers almost nothing. But it covers well. It covers catastrophics. If mm-hmm. if something catastrophic were to happen, would your dog have a living will where if something <laughs> happens, uh, the dog's wishes will be granted? Yeah, so, so you have to have that. Can I tell you that I'm a big proponent of pet insurance? Okay. I have pet insurance for my dog Murrow, mm-hmm. and it has saved me thousands of dollars over the thirteen over the eleven years that I've had him. Murrow's eleven. He just wow. turned eleven. Yeah, happy birthday. Eight four seven. I spent three thousand dollars on my eight and a half year old cat because she was so lethargic. They couldn't figure out what it was. And two days later, after uh, being in hospital, gave a seven-day antibiotic, and she's fine now. A week before, 700 bucks on another cat with an ear infection. And now my Persian kitty has an eye issue and has to see a oh specialist this week. I'll be praying. Thoughts and prayers. And you thought you Thoughts had Thoughts and prayers. There is a cat in the suburbs that I follow. I, I don't know if anyone listening knows Well, maybe the cat, cat didn't is. want you to follow it. Anymore. No, no. On Instagram. I oh. follow this cat on Instagram. Okay. It's 25,000 followers. Okay. Its name is Sunshine the Cat. It's adorable. And it's just turned 20 years old. And wow. it's really healthy. It's It's the cutest cat. And its um, its handle is I am Sunshine the Cat, and it has it's somewhere here in the Chicago burbs. I spends most m- of its time now just reading on its Kindle. No, this cat is fabulous. It's living a fabulous life. It has different outfits. Three- well, so do I. Three one two. I have two older West Highland Terriers, fourteen and sixteen. Wow. Two years ago, one required ACL surgery on a back leg. The other required ACL in both back legs. Uh, total that summer, eleven grand. 11 grand. 773G, you're an angel. I've done as much for my cats. They get along. They'll get along eventually. Uh, Thank you. 630. Steve, G's cat has something called cerebellar hypoplasia. G has something called NUTS. (laughs) 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 I may have added that last part. Uh, Let's see. 847. Chemo from a cat. My cat with lung cancer. 400 bucks a month for 18 months worth every penny. Uh, 847, cats are slow to change, G. Give Sasha treats and other things she loves when the kitten's around. She won't. Now she's 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 even sitting with her butt facing me. She won't even look at me. Well, maybe she's she so give, mad. Sasha's the older one? Yes. Maybe she gives Sasha money. Like, Brad, oh, wait, you don't have any left. Uh, I <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, oh, you think you're really clever, don't you? 224, I just paid $5,000 for a new knee for my dog. In a couple of weeks, I'll be paying 200 bucks a week for physical therapy for her. Oh, yes, those water treadmills, especially. 847, saved a... What? I don't know how this fits in, but let me just read the text. Okay. 847, saved a pound of frozen shrimp, warmed it in bath on olive oil and garlic, and then laid in a bed of fettuccine. 
<laughs> I have no idea. I think that text got in there by mistake. Uh, let's see. Uh, $10,000 on a dog that bloated then died uh, four months later oh, at 13. Oh, no, that's sad. Oh. Six real. We had a cat that wouldn't use the litter box. Mm, that's I've heard of this. When you, one of your cats. Well, no, no, thank God, my cat. Oh, they live in the litter box. Yeah, we got a cat that won't get out of the litter yes, box. Yes, I do. I, I can't. The things that you remember, the things I say to you during commercial break that you actually remember, the important things you don't remember anything that I say. These are important. <laughs> uh, let me grab another call here. And uh, Nick, you got squirrel troubles? Well, I had a squirrel trouble many years ago. My Italian mother used to make Christmas cookies. She used to leave them out on the table, go to work. I'd come home from school. Cookies were all over the floor. <laughs> Finally, we found out the squirrel was coming down the chimney. chimney and eating the, the cookies. And ate the cookies and left. <laughs> the, that squirrel was a cookie thief. How'd you get rid of him? Uh, we called the fire department. They said they can't help us. So uh, finally, he just uh, crawled out uh, a window. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the squirrel could get out. It was so fat from the cookies. <laughs> but we had all the windows open so he could leave by yeah, anyone. Right. right. But why, why, why would he leave? It was getting cookies. And then other squirrels were trying to come in for more cookies. Because <laughs> <laughs> the word got out, man. <laughs> uh, am I taking this to the bottom? I got a couple more. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. 224. I just paid $5,000 for a new knee for my dog as well. Um, let me switch over here. Over 17 months spent $20,000 on physical therapies for my Labrador Retriever Aww. when he was diagnosed with a condition that Steve can't pronounce. And Labs are so happy. They're the sweetest dogs. Eight four seven eight thousand $8,000 for my cat. I'd do it again. We got eight wonderful years after that. Oh. Eight four seven. My husband and I have had mostly dogs, seven, and they lived eighteen year to eighteen years. Wow, that's crazy! Right. And the, they're not using CBD oil on dogs. Oh yeah, there's a mm-hmm. CBD treats, and it'll help them. And there's also massages for mm-hmm. dogs. You can, you can take your dog. There's even a. Um, oh, we got a dog next door that claims <laughs> it has a prescription for medical marijuana. There's even holistic vets. <laughs> Did you know that there are holistic vets you can yeah. take your pets mm-hmm. to? In other words, hippies. <laughs> You hippies. Uh, let's see. 219. Totally Team G. I got two kitties because they keep each other company. I want a dog, but also can't afford the walker or the doggy daycare. 847. We rescued two kittens, G. We had multiple health issues costing 5000 bucks in medical oh, wow. bills. How are there so many freaking defective animals running around? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's I mean, most of the time I see dogs romping and playing. I see cats ignoring humans. I see normal animal behavior. We've got a we got a veritable marshals and and of cats and dogs here. But once they burrow their way into your heart, you just can't stop loving them, no Six matter real. what. We spent over ten thousand dollars to transport our dog to Sydney, Australia, and back. Plus about two thousand dollars in vet tests and special tests that had to be done before she could travel. Um, can I just tell you, I don't think the dog knew it was in Australia. <laughs> I love dogs, but that's a lot of money. Um, and we paid 5500 bucks for liver shunt surgery on a five-pound Maltese puppy. She lived for 11 more years. Aww. And a couple of people said, I shoot squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Free Hawks tickets. Pair of tickets to see the Hawks play Carolina Hurricanes. Tomorrow night, November 19th. Courtesy of Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. Second pair this morning, Dave. I know that. How about that? 
For all the right reasons, Four Seasons, find them online. You're a generous guy. FourSeasonsHeatingCooling.com. Um, I was going to um, uh, see if we can get an extra pair, but then Kirby Doc said I could have a pair of his tickets because um, his friend Scooter uh, couldn't come to the game. So he had extra, <laughs> extra homework. I like how the only kid name I could come up with is Scooter. Scooter. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Doc looks unbelievable, and the Hawks look great. They do. Look a lot better. So in honor of his 77 number, we'll take caller 7-312-981-7200. That's the number. Rokan Anna Devontas give away another pair this afternoon. Tune in every Monday. Hawks tickets, courtesy of Four Seasons. I'm telling you, the, I'll get back to these texts in a second. People just want to talk critters. <laughs> I mean, over and over and over again. Uh, but this, $20 million worth of boats uh, burned uh, early Saturday in Florida. Two multi-million dollar yachts. Destroyed in one fire. Sixty firefighters, three fireboats battled the blaze at Universal Marine Center docks in Fort Lauderdale. Officials believe the, the blaze began on a 160-foot yacht and spread to a neighboring 100-foot yacht. The estimated loss from the fire is more than $20 million, primarily from those two boats. It looked like an explosion that got set yeah. off on the first boat. But I, So I guess I shouldn't feel bad about the money I spent. Well, let's but, let's go back to the list and find but, out. But I guess if you have like millions of dollars to spend on a yacht, you don't need to worry about losing the yacht. Well, I'm sure there's yacht insurance, right? Like there's pet insurance, but nonetheless, Hopefully. that's a lot of money. Uh, you know, that's a lot of money for a boat. That means. And you by have- the way, nothing makes yacht owners more crazy than when their boat is when the yacht is called a boat. Oh, really? Oh, really, yeah. This is fancier than yeah. a regular yeah. boat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's Diane. A, a pet saved your mom's life? Hi, yes. Um, we found a little calico cat. They estimated she was about five years old. Um, had been declawed and dumped in a farm field. And she was full of parasites and had a couple of abscesses. We took her in, got her healthy. And two weeks after that, she ran between my mother's room and my room at three in the morning just frantically screaming, I call it doing the lassie thing, and I ignored her for a few minutes, and then the cat just insisted that I go in and see my mom, who was having a stroke. Wow. And we got her in during the golden hour, and the emergency room doc said to me, what made you wake up and go look in your mom? And I said, her new cat. He said, you take good care of that cat because this was going to be a bad bleed. And so he credits the cat with saving my mom's life, and I do, too. How about that? It's a great story. It's a great story, Diane. Yeah, yeah. and the cat has now been with me for 10 years, and um, my mom did pass away six years later of something completely different, but um, the cat could identify when mom was starting to get a migraine, and so she would alert us so we could stop it before it got into a full-blown migraine. Yeah, a very loving little cat. And now on to pet insurance. I took out pet insurance on the cat, and she developed hyperthyroidism and had to have a lot of tests and then a um, radiation treatment, and now she has some kidney disease. But the insurance company that I went with has paid 90% out of every bill she's ever had. 90%. 90%. So you would highly, 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 oh. highly recommend pet insurance. Oh, boy. I would say the minute you get a pet, take out pet insurance, at least with this company. And I don't know whether I can say it on the line. Yeah, go ahead. But 
Pets Best. Pets Best. All right, cool. Well, thank you for that, and, and it's a great story. Um, and, and the cool thing is Dick Wolf called this morning, and he said, you're going to get a call later about a cat saving a life. That's why my new series, Chicago Cat, uh, <laughs> is going to shoot here in Chicago. You never hear about cats saving lives. No. This is a great story. I That's love Diane. I love story. this cat. Yeah, it's a great story. See, cats, are, cats care. That's an exceptional cat. That's a cat that does care. Unlike all the other cats. It's 9.43. Let's uh, get a weather update here, and I'll get as many of these texts in before 10 on you guys talking about your pets. And there's a lot of squirrel anger out there as well. I knew you were going to tap into something Squirrel anger and squirrel there. fear. You want to hear a few more of these? <clears throat> I'm ready. Yes. 530 area code. Squirrels in my yard have chewed the wires under the hood of my truck, mm. shredded the hood liner twice, destroyed the insulation under my house. It's a constant battle to deal with the little monsters. Thousands of dollars. Well, you need Bill Murray from Caddyshack. <laughs> this is what this is reminding me of. Right? 630, we had a squirrel make a tear on a window screen in the kitchen. It licked one of the taffy apples clean of the taffy and the nuts and made a getaway from Joe and Glen Ellen. I'm surprised it even left part of the taffy apple. I, I, I didn't know squirrels had a sweet tooth. I know they're like nuts, yeah. but I know squirrels love the sugar. Did you, you know that? I think squirrels will eat anything. You think so? Yeah, I think now. Remember when I had the uh, chipmunk in the kitchen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that song? I had a chipmunk in a kitchen. Yes, yes. I did. Remember that? Mm-hmm. No? Six Rio G isn't a crazy cat lady. She's a loving mommy to fur babies. Oh, thank you. I really want to be friends with Diane, too. The one with the, the rescue cat? Sure. The hero cat. 309, Steve, they do it. I saw a uh, comfort pig on a plane. Are you sure it wasn't a fat tourist? <laughs> 630, I had to have Harley's leg amputated five weeks ago, 2500 bucks. Couldn't afford it, but did it without hesitation. Uh, 847, $60,000 on a pet? Sorry. They wouldn't words, do this it. This person wouldn't do it. Right. Uh, eight four seven four hundred thousand or four thousand dollar hip replacement for my five year old Rottweiler. You know this brings up a good point. Will the Bears pay for Mitch Trubisky's hip replacement? <laughs> we don't know that it needs to be replaced yeah, yet. Uh, yeah. I think we just do it. No, <laughs> based on how he's played this season, I think anything new on him is going to be good. Transplant an arm Put as well. New parts in everywhere. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 919, I visit uh, for my husband's emotional support American uh, bulldog, Daisy, over the course of her seven-year life. Uh, totaled about $15,000 from the vet. She suffered from numerous allergies, lung infections, etc. We took her to alternative medicine treatments and tried anything we could. Uh, we lost her in 2015, and my husband grieved for months. Lost her brother, Roscoe, in 2017. Listen, wouldn't change a thing. That's the thing. You know, I mean, it might seem crazy to some of us, but this is your family. If you want to spend this money on a pet, you ought to be able to do it. It's your money, your family. Yeah. If you're able to do it, you should be able to do it. <clears throat> Two six oh my buddy's wife spent fourteen thousand dollars on their golden retriever. He divorced her. <laughs> six three oh my dog had a stroke. Uh not sure what our next uh, step will be. The dog is fourteen. I have a phenomenal vet. You guys have heard him on the show, Doctor sure. Sam. Doctor Sam. And I don't have any pets now, but for, for, for years. And I said to him when our dog Cleo, who had been a member of the family for 18 years, when Cleo was really sick, I said, dude, you're going to have to tell me because I can't make that call. But if you say to me it's time, I'll believe you and it's time. And that's what he did. Oh, Why don't you have a pet now? Because I don't pick up poop. Steve. I don't. So yeah, I, I say, it's a civilized society. I understand why people do it, but unless the dog can do that for me, I can't do it for the you dog. You know, there are companies that will come and do it. 
Or there's those sticks. Got a company will follow me when I walk the dog? Well, no, but they'll come clean your yard. There are uh, those picking up apparatus that yeah, you can use to... Not doing it. So it's you don't really have to bend that, over. It's, not it's a personal thing. choice I'm making. That's it. You're depriving yourself. <clears throat> no, I miss having a dog. Yeah. Or not having a so dog. So it's a yeah. small price to pay. Um, you change your kids' diapers and you your grandkids. You need a therapy dog. You're comparing changing the diapers with picking up dog dump? Really? Okay. Do your kids have dogs? Because I have two grand dogs, so I don't need a dog. No, my kids don't have dogs. <laughs> uh, Kathy is in Terre Haute. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. So A I... dog arranged my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Care to explain? We had a schnoodle when I was a kid. A schnoodle. Bless you. Yeah. And uh, it was my mom and my three sisters and me. So the dog was, we were his females. And any time any man or boy would come in the house, this dog would go nuts. Like it would growl and bark and snap and jump for their throat and chew on their shoes and just be horrible. So I went away to college and I met this guy. And I said, okay, you know, i got to bring you home and introduce you to my mom, but I want to warn you, I have this crazy dog that hates men. The dog took one look at him and rolled over and went belly up. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, and that was it. You knew you were later, in love. A year later, we were married. We were married for 35 years. Now, if your dog um, had said no to the guy, you might not have continued dating him. Well, okay, there's a postscript to this. My mother started dating a guy shortly after that, and the dog ahem, expressed his displeasure on her bed. <laughs> she got rid of the dog. Within months, it was clear she should have gotten rid of the man. There you go. Oh, That's how it works. That's exactly right. Thank you, Kathy, for that. Uh, 847, our doctors estimated tooth extraction nearly 1900 bucks. Uh, paid 200 but shopped around. Think you should as well. Uh, 219, 12 years ago, I had to take one of my pets to Purdue, to the small animal clinic there. It's a male clinic for pets. Two separate stays there, 10 grand. Wow. Uh, 219, my old dog got sick, 350 bucks for her to go to the farm. Mm. Wink, wink, nod, nod, say no more. No, not the farm. And I realize there's a lot of dogs and cats listening now. <laughs> and I am, I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible to them as they listen. Um, but none of you dogs should bark, echo, stop. Or Alexa, stop. You shouldn't do that. Uh, 847, you should watch My Cat from Hell on TV. Oh, I've seen it. The guy is amazing. It's a good show. There's a guy that controls crazy cats. He trains cats. It's pretty incredible. The juggle? No. Oh. It's not for the circus. It's for, it's, you know, problems, issues. He's a therapist. Therapist. 847, if there's ever another Great Depression, my family will eat our pets before we starve. We'll start with the fish in the tank and end with the miniature poodle. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, 773, we spent over, you ready? You're not ready. $100,000 on our horses. I believe that. Not in buying the horses, in treatment and taking care of the horses. I I bet. Horses are expensive. The horses had to have knee and hip replacements. They are the most beautiful creatures, but they are delicate. You think of those bodies on those tiny legs. I Mm -hmm. mean, they're gorgeous. 847G, try a feel-away diffuser while your cats are acclimating. I have been hearing about this diffuser. I need to go get one of these. What, it smells like another cat or what? No, I think it's, you can't, as a human, you can't smell anything, but it's a f- different uh, calming pheromones, I believe. 630, spent 1200 bucks on a broken jaw on a house cat. 
spend 50 cents on a barn cat, took him out. (laughs) (laughs) 616, Steve, I knew there were so many suckers paying this much money on pets, I would have gone into the vet business. Uh, 224, I'd spend more money on my dog than on my husband, hands down. 269, we adopted a 9-year-old male uh, in 2008. He was diagnosed with liver disease, given about a year to live. He's now 15 and doing very well, thank you, on homemade dog food. Every week I have to make a huge batch. Thank goodness he only weighs 13 pounds. <clears throat> and then finally this, Stephen, in line with the squirrel, the, the squirrel talk, why don't we see dead squirrels lying around? Does something come in the night and clean them up or eat them? <gasps> it's true. You never see a squirrel corpse. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Do you give them a proper goodbye? No, I just I go walk around them. Oh, you just... No. Yeah. Last no, rites, I think. I think they, somebody must eat them, because like nobody touches a skunk. We yeah. see those all over the place, obviously. All right, last word on squirrels. Um, I'm playing golf at Cog Hill five, six, ten years ago, whatever, and we hear this noise <laughs> coming from the woods. Now, I may have hooked a ball into the woods, so I go over by the woods... <laughs> And it's this little squirrel sitting up, you know, on its little squirrel butt. The squirrel had, like, squirrel asthma. The squirrel, I mean, all the squirrel needed was a little inhaler, and it would have been just fine. Did your golf ball hit him in the head? No, squirrel just had an allergy. (laughs) It was so loud that you, like, went to find out what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd never seen a squirrel with a breathing difficulty like that. But good for him. He was out there. It's uh, 956, Bill and Wendy next, 720 WGM. Super Joe, who won those tickets? Last pair of tickets from... Uh, uh, that was Lynette from Lamont. All right, from Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and, and everything else. Hi, Bill. Hi, Steve. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. I saw Wendy on the kiss cam last night. Yeah, Wendy was kissing fellas during the Hawks game yeah. last night. Yeah. I would, it just wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's doing a good Wendy impression. What are you guys up to today? We have a couple of New York Times reporters who uh, broke some critical stories about Brett Kavanaugh. They have a new book out, oh. and they're in town, so we'll be okay. discussing that today. Eric Zorn will stop by, and Bill will be funny. Yeah, well, now the pressure's on. <laughs> there is a lot of pressure. Be, but now there's no pressure. pressure about it. The yeah. good news is we're just seconds away from a band playing and a guy saying oh. things, and then news will start. So you got plenty of time to get your funny pants on. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you'll be ready. And we'll uh, come back see you tomorrow.